Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Much of North Dakota got a not-so-gentle reminder that the state can still get snow, wind, and cold weather. And this year, it hit us around the Christmas holiday. But as we bring in 2022, anglers could still look forward to some perch and pike activity from smaller lakes. The big thing now will be access, so be prepared for snowdrifts along shorelines, and the wind probably didn't blow all of the snow off the lakes either. Prior to the winter reminder... Devil's Lake anglers continued finding nice walleye success from its northern feeder lakes and some of the bays on Devil's Lake, such as Creel Bay. Access was still limited to tracked snowmobiles and UTVs earlier in the week with it too early to plow trails. Look for some perch around the towers, though. Reports are limited from area mid-sized reservoirs such as Lake Ashtabula and Japestown and Pipestem reservoirs because of the snow and cold. In addition, Activity was limited on the Missouri River Tail Race, Lake Audubon, and the east end of Lake Sakakawea, as well as its midsection. Now that there is snow across the state, please remember, wildlife needs to be left alone and never harassed or chased when snowmobiling or even snowshoeing and backcountry cross-country skiing. They came into the fall and winter stressed in many areas because of the drought and poor habitat conditions. Cold and snow can make for challenging winter for them. Please keep wildlife in mind when enjoying the winter outdoors, and have a wonderful new year. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, we're going to chat with Alex Levenhagen, the panfish pirate. First time he's ever been on this show. And I'm pretty sure unless we hit him up here, it's not going to be the last time. Because this guy has so much knowledge in his head about fishing panfish. We sat in a show last weekend in his booth and just sat there and listened to him as he gave us a class on on fish and panfish. How are you doing, Alex? Oh, pretty good, guys. We're looking good here. Going to start making some ice pretty fast, looks like, uh, this week. So, Yeah, it'd be nice to get some safer stuff out there so uh, we can get past this ice season without having uh, too many people have accidents happen to them that nobody wants to happen. So, Alex, you've been a guide for 18 years You've been in the plastics business. You started making your own plastics five years ago. 
And when we talk plastics, we're talking microplastics. These are small panfish type plastics, and they're basically for finesse fishing for panfish. Why do people want to use this stuff? Because everybody knows you, you can go out and catch crappies on pretty good sized lures. I know a lot of guys that'll go out and chase crappies with rattle baits, small rattle baits or spoons, you know, but it seems to be a targeted bite, like just during the feeding window, which is a very small time during the day, but you're on to something different here. Yeah. You know, I mean, we carry some of that other stuff, but the basis of our, our business uh, for ice season is, is the micro section. And really um, what we're trying to target is those fish that are uh, not in their feeding windows that are going to be uh, opportunists. You know, um, it was a number of years ago I came across a study that was done on the good old Pomoxis niger maculatus. That's the black crappie. And it was a 10-year study that they had conducted. And what they found is those fish that are 11 inches and bigger, about 70% of what they consume is, uh, is bait fish if they have that option within the feed base of that lake. And every uh, inch they gain after that, they roughly change another 5%. So when you're talking fish in that 15, 16-inch range, the true trophies, they're up in that 90 percentile of what they would prefer is a bait fish. Now, the interesting thing about that is that when you're outside of the feeding windows or you get into a lake where maybe it doesn't have that bait fish population, those fish are going to feed very small a lot of times, especially in the depths of winter. The other thing is that, you know, a, a fish that's 10 inches long, if half his diet is bait fish, he's only got a belly so big and the other half is full of insects. Now you talk about a fish 15 inches long, if he's got 80% of his belly full of bait fish, that 20% he's got open might be as much as that 10 inch fish is when his half his belly's full, you know? So they're, they're still eating a lot of bugs, a lot of zooplankton's and, uh, um, invertebrates that are in the water column at that at that point. So, Alec, I got a question for you before you go on. Yep. Uh, you're talking about when the fish are in their active feeding pattern, they would prefer to possibly have something larger if yep. it's available. How much during the day are crappies in active feeding mode? Is it an hour or two a day? Is it less than that? Is it more than that? You know, with uh, with the crappies, a lot of times what I believe is that you have roughly about three hours through the day. And that could be spread up into 15-minute windows here and there where they really get in a frenzy. You know, when they come out on that pod and they kind of surround them around a weed edge or something like that. In the winter, it could be when they're, when they're underneath a school of bait fish, they'll feed for an hour at a time. You know, and they'll do that three times throughout the day. And the rest of the day, they're just kind of trying to stay in the areas where those bait fish are but they're not feeding heavy on those, on those small bait fish, whether they're, you know, cannibalizing crappies or they're feeding. Uh, we find a lot of small perch in, in those large crappie bellies. And, and we're talking crappies generally over 12, 13 inches. What do we do uh, uh, if this is, if what you're saying is accurate, 75 to 80% of the time, the fish are not in a feeding mood. You know, what are the yep. odds that we're on the ice during that same time targeting them? What is it we need to do to get those fish to bite when they're not feeding, you know, or whatever? There's so many variables that turn fish negative. Um, There's ways to catch them then, too. So that's where the baits that we're working with, and and you've had other guys on the show, too, that have talked about some of the baits I'm making and and what they're doing and, and how they're getting those 
negative fish to kind of take advantage of their opportunistic ways and feed on that small bug that comes by them. Because like we like we addressed, you know, part of their diet's always going to be those bugs. And that feeding window that you have for those large baits is a lot smaller than the feeding window you have for that fish just milling around and seeing something small and easy to get to help fill its belly up and keep its metabolism pumping. And during your daylight hours, you know, um, when you get good snow cover and you have a fairly thick ice sheet, you can downsize. And we're talking half inch plastics, you know, three to four millimeter jigs. And we're really finessing these fish. Some guys like long rod. I'm a, I'm a palm rod guy, but we're working these fish in their own brains against them. And we're just trying to tease them into taking that meal that's just hanging there, no work. And that's, that's really where the finessing is coming in. Alex, here's one of the questions I have, not having nearly the experience that you do. I've been in your shop. I've, I've been in your booth, as Scott said last weekend at the ice show. You've got an incredible selection of different sizes, shapes, and colors. Now, I, I know that with a lot of anglers, match the hatch is, is an important thing. But how do you go about the process of determining which plastic you're going to use for a given day out on the ice? Okay, so there's certain plastics that I have that I've basically designed around shallow water fish. And there's certain plastics I have that I've designed basically around fishing those basin fish or those deeper roaming fish that are feeding more on those zooplanktons and, and invertebrates that are out deeper. And they tend to be smaller out deeper, <clears throat> or you need a certain profile because of the way the fish are giving you that upbite. So we have, I have a bait that we come out with this new this year. It's called the Zoid and it's modeled ex almost exactly after a zooplankton um, that's common through just about all of North American freshwater. And we've established that it's a fairly large food base for black crappies when they're, especially when they're being, you know, lethargic and, and they're just kind of milling around those basin holes. And then we have some baits that are more geared towards those fish that are running weed mines. And I have a couple of baits that are geared towards those fish that are real shallow. And for me personally, color makes less of a difference than the presentation and the profile of that plastic and that jig together. I'm looking to, as you, would, as you said, match the hatch, but I'm looking to not necessarily always match the hatch and mimic something they want to eat, but downsize or upsize or change the profile to something that's interesting to them that they don't want to pass up. That's interesting. You know, Alex, um, we, we're only scratching the surface here. We got we to gotta wrap this up. But I guarantee you, anybody that goes into your shop, not only when they see the products that you have, they're going to fall in love with it. But once they have, sit down and have a conversation with you, because I don't know if our listeners can tell or not, but A, you're really, really smart on this stuff. And B, you kind of like to talk fishing. So oh, I, hope, love it. <laughs> I hope some of the guys, somebody listening can stop. Yeah. So the shop is in uh, Denton, Minnesota, right downtown. It's hard to miss. We only got 200 people in town got all the products that we make in here and and some cool stuff that you won't see on our website or anywhere else we just uh we're always playing with something and of course we do some custom stuff too for guys so it's pretty cool and if you, if you want to stop by and if you really want to pick my brain shoot me a message you can find me through all the social media aspects just about and and make sure i'm around i'm always willing to help and even if you can't get in here you can shoot me a message and i'll try to give you what i can
We're talking about the panfish pirate, Alex Levenhagen from Dent, Minnesota. And he creates literally some of the best plastics that you can buy anywhere in the ice belt. Highly recommend you look him up with the different shapes, sizes, colors that he has. And uh, Alec, we appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors. Thank you, guys. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.